All right, we're back for another episode of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast from Shibuya, Tokyo. This is episode 77. And for those of you who are new to the podcast, we are a podcast that focus on the international community. And we interview people from all walks of life, from different backgrounds, different countries, different ethnicities, lifestyles, and we share their experiences in Japan and even outside of Japan as well. So today I have a, another awesome guest, and I'm going to let her introduce herself. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, I am Madeleine Umewaka. Um, I'm originally from Lebanon. I would like to share with you how I escaped uh, the Lebanese Civil War by coming to Japan in 1976 and where I met my husband at high school and have been living in Japan since 1982. I have a hearing impairment where 70% of my hearing loss when I was a child so please bear with me if I mispronounce some words. Uh, I'm the author of a book that recently got published in Japanese and called Lebanon Karakita no Gakushi no Tsuma, which translates as the No Master's Wife, a journey from Lebanon to Japan. Awesome. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Oh, great. <laughs> it's nice to be with you. And I just want to mention that we also have her daughter on the podcast. Well, she won't be speaking, but uh, shout out to Soraya. All right. Yeah, so this book, mm-hmm. I've had a chance to take a peek at it. You know, I read a few chapters, and thank you for sending that to me. Um, I think it's an amazing story so far. Could be a movie. Oh. Hopefully it will be a movie. <laughs> Looking forward. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's your Global Japan fam, Daisha, and you are listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast from my favorite corner in the world, Shibuya, Tokyo, Japan. So uh, the book is yes. only in Japanese right now, right? That's correct. Okay. That's correct. Uh, but I'm hoping to publish it in English because uh, many people are interested in Japanese culture and, and it's a deeper aspect about it uh, so they can understand it better. Yes, yes. I think, it, I think it would be a great read. Why did you decide to write this book? Oh, well, I wrote this book for many reasons. When I meet people and for the first time, they always ask me, oh, how did you come to Japan? How did you meet your husband? How did you, how did you manage how to marry a non-actor? So I wanted to write many reasons, as I said, but this is share my experience of war, how it feels to be uprooted from your home country and finding my way in a completely different culture. And so I wanted to show as well that behind the scene of the no theater. No theater is spelled N-O-H, but we call it no theater. And became a part of a traditional no family by marrying a no master. His name Naohiko Umewaka, whom 
come from an unbroken theater lineage of 600 years. Wow. Oh, yes. 600-year Absolutely. And unbroken, and I'm the only foreigners in it. Wow. Oh, so you're yeah. the only foreigner to in enter. In this family. Oh, in this family. It's the okay. Umewaka family. Yeah, Umewaka family. Okay. Yes, yes. Wow. And this Umewaka family is as well uh, famous for uh, the great-grandfather of my husband, yes. Minolu Umewaka. Yes, I read about him. Oh, yes. Amazing so, guy. Yes, he saved No from tension. And uh, at the time of the Meiji Restoration, they kind all of the people of the No actor had to leave their job because they were not anymore supported by the shogunate. So they were some people started doing farming to survive, selling their clothes, their masks, everything. And uh, he managed to open a theater and make people come back. And he is known to have restored one of them who have kept no alive. Yeah, one of the three masters, yes. right? Uh, that's right. One of the great masters yes. who kept the no alive. Yes. When he opened these performances, you had to pay to get in, right? Yeah. Before, yeah. Uh, yes, uh, that's how the uh, before it was shogunate supporting them. Afterward, that was the only solution. Okay. That. He was um, important mm. in helping people uh, yes. survive and make yeah. money. Bringing back the no from farming and convincing them to continue. Okay. That's how no survive, kind of. Okay. Mm. And what is, uh, for the people out there listening who are not familiar mm. with Japanese yes. culture or no, what is no? Yes. Well, no is all this surviving theater tradition still in practice today. It is a theatrical art form involving dance, music, drama, and narrative originating in the 14th century. So it hasn't changed. It's the same since 14th century. Nothing has changed. So then it, uh, you use mask, elaborate silk costume, uh, which are barricaded because they are so precious that uh, they really the take care of them and save them. And they hand it out from generation to generation. Oh, so, so it's passed down. Yes, of course. And this is how it is so special. And of course, there's symbolism in this theater. It's minimal mo movement. It conveys internalized emotion. So people do not understand it. And they tell me, we don't understand, no. Uh, and I say, you need to not try to understand. You need to feel it. It's about the, the emotion, the movements. The emotion is internalized. Okay. You don't see it because we're in a mask and they're yes. moving slowly. But this shows how behind all this is a lot of effort. Okay, so... Take us to Lebanon. My understanding, you you left a year into the civil the civil war. Excuse me, in Lebanon. Yes. And can you describe mm -hmm. that experience a little bit? Uh, yes. Or what you remember of it? I was started was 1975. At that time, I was um, 17. So of course, I could not finish my high school and so on, and we had to stop, and we had to keep on moving home because I was in the West. The West is where the all Christian and Muslim live together. 
So it was a dangerous place, and we had to keep on moving home according to what's happening. And then my parents sent me to a boarding school, but it was still quite dangerous. And then they said, no, no, they were... And they sent me away, and I had to take a boat uh, to go to Cyprus because the airport was closed. And then, uh, so I went to Paris, where I have many family members. But then I have my sister who lives in Japan. She met her husband before the war in Lebanon. Lebanon, before the war, was kind of a big hub of economic culture in the Middle East. And there were like 100 company, Japanese companies. Wow. That time. Now they're in Dubai, but before, Lebanon, Lebanon was there where they used to love living. And the weather's good, the food's good, the hospitality good. And uh, we really have a beautiful place. But unfortunately, it's still beautiful, but not like before. And uh, so my sister, 15 years older than me, met her Japanese husband, was working at Bank of Tokyo. And then after a year or so, experimenting in Japan, she decided to marry and came to Kobe. Wow. So and that's why you That is why the you reason, came to the main reason why I came to Japan. Okay. At the beginning in 76, we did not know it was a war going to last yes. 15 years. So we thought it was a few months of conflict. So my sister said to my parents and my younger sister and I, please come, be safe until it cooled down. But unfortunately, never cooled down. After coming here, I was high school student and went to international high school. And it is there where I met my husband. Wow. Yes. Okay, before before I ask you about yes. meeting your husband, yes. how how were you able to come to Japan? Like, oh yes, so you see, like... from the boat went to Cyprus, okay. and Cyprus to Paris, and Paris, of course, my sister arranged for our visa because okay. she's married and living here. Because it's very difficult to get visa, you know, as yes. you know, uh, and that was no, I came the normal way, but uh, via Cyprus. Mm. And, and describe Japan at that time. Uh, I was Kobe. Kobe, I love Kobe. It's mm. a bit like Lebanon. It's a mountain and sea. Uh, and that made me feel like home, kind of. But uh, many foreigners, because um, embassy are in Tokyo, the like ambassador, but the number two, the consulate, are all in Kobe and Osaka. So many foreigners there. And I felt uh, Kobe is a very charming city. Yes. And I love it. Uh, Canadian Academy is the biggest school in Kansai. Okay. It's uh, over 100 years old. Wow. And you attended that? Uh, yes. So I attended that school. And that's when you met? My husband. Yeah. And that is very unusual because my husband not supposed to be in an international school. His mother, she was ahead of her time. So she sent him to this international school to learn English. Why did his mother want him to learn English? A very good question. It's uh, mainly so he can spread no abroad. Great, great. And so, okay, you met him in high school, and then 
what you sent me, the first couple chapters, yeah. I enjoyed the read. Oh, and I remember there was a moment. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of fast forwarding a little yeah, bit yes. now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a moment where you're, you're driving. Yes. With him. And oh, that's right. Yes. He basically proposed <laughs> yes. to you. But c- can you describe what happened? So I started my master's degree at Osaka University. And my husband's mother lived in Osaka, mm. we know. Mm. So he used to come and visit my mother-in-law, uh, his mother. And we used to go drive between Kobe and Osaka. And at that time, once um, he told me, you see this azelium, if you do not marry me, I will end up there. And I was really, <laughs> I mean, shocked because... He has a sense of humor, and I thought he's joking, you know. But then, no, he was serious, and I was really <laughs> very taken aback because I was not thinking to get married at that time. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting way to propose, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> point it towards is. Point, uh, point towards a mental asylum and say, hey, if you don't marry me, I'll, I'll end up there. <laughs> yeah, this everyone telling me, wow, he's an actor after all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I right. wonder if I had to believe him. <laughs> But, uh, and then well, you said no, yes. I didn't think that way. <laughs> I was very touched, you know. Yeah. And then I was still studying, and I had one more year to go, and I, and I didn't know anything about it. He would never talk about no, mm-hmm. never. And I said, wow, will I be able to cope, you know? Mm. And I knew not much about him, what happened before. He, You know, I was very surprised later to know he had a fiancée. Oh. Because they have arranged marriage. Yes, arranged marriage. Yes. They have arranged marriage. They don't have, you know, like she had her parents had a museum of costume, which would have been wonderful. But somehow it didn't work out. And uh, he was so happy when I came back from, uh, came back after four years' absence. Eventually, you know, you know how love is when you are in love, you. <laughs> <laughs> You put away all the, you know, you follow your your love, heart, yeah. you know. So why do you think he kept uh, Noah from you? No, excuse me, I said Noah. No tradition from you. Oh yes, um, he never talked about it. Maybe not to scare me off. Maybe okay. not to discourage me. He never said you will have to do this or you have to do that. Or you have to wear kimono. Nothing. He even said uh, he really. Is he even said something really touching. Yes. Um, he said, uh, please don't worry about no society so much. Such a thing is unreal and does not have the essence in itself. You and me will be the core of everything. Wow, how? that's sweet. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> so how can you say no after that, right? Oh, well, you, uh, well that was a very good way to trap me in. <laughs> <laughs> I had a lot of uh, challenges, but it was so very interesting. So you yeah. already had faced harder times, right? Yes, you know? like, absolutely. And it was, uh, I love no. This is the big difference. If I didn't, you know that I saw no before meeting him. You did? Yeah, my sister took us no, kabuki, bungaku, all this. Okay. And amazingly, no attract me the most. Why? I, I don't know how to explain. Mm. It was serenity. Mm. Is this uh, music trance? Everything, the atmosphere. 
um, which make me feel like the old Japan. Because what attracted me in Japan is the culture. Mm. The culture was so appealing. And no is the one. So I didn't, he didn't talk about it. But then later on, I, you know, I found, yeah, I got to discover it more and more. And so obviously in the book, you know, you talk about yes. challenges. Yes. Um, being, a, you know, a wife of a famous no actor. Yes, that's right. So I will tell you the first thing which shocked me was when after Marin we went to the No Theater and first thing he said, in this place, please walk three steps behind me. What? <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the gentle person I knew all this. Who, <laughs> you were very like, what? sweet guy was uh, not, uh, what is this? But then I said, this is the tradition. This mm. is how it is. This is a Japanese way. Um, and then, you know, it's not only me. When you enter the north stage, the back stage, I was really shocked. Everyone is on the floor when on the, the master come. Oh, really? Yes. This is, even if the old people, if their rank is lower than the master, they're all on the floor. So they're just kind of like kneeling down? Yes, kneeling down on the floor. Wow. I was, wow, this is something, you know, because... So uh, master comes in and everybody yes, just drops? Yes, everyone, when <laughs> oh, you wow. go in, because it had many rooms, many rooms, every room for the, like, uh, musician, chorus, uh, kyogen, which yes. is part of no, and uh, no master. So whenever you go in, everyone is on the floor. Say hello, she says, onegaishimasu. Did you feel any pressure? Yes, I mean, um, um, I, my husband, luckily, mm -hmm. never, never asked me to wear kimono or to do things or to behave. But his family were telling him, teach your wife how to greet. Uh, like, you need to bo as well go down on your knee and, you know, and speak keigo and, you know, this very extreme, exaggerated feminine thing. Mm -hmm. And my husband said, mind your business, and never asked me to do anything. Oh, okay. so he, st he stood up amazing. for you. This was amazing. Yeah, this is what helped me. But I could feel that people are gossiping, but I didn't care. And this is why my book, my editor wrote, this is my way. And ah. I, was, I did it my way. So you did it your way, <laughs> and you had the support of your husband. Uh, I had to, because if you don't do like this, you suffocate. Yes, I mean, honestly, you cannot uh, survive with this uh, pressure. Yes. I, and that is why I was not talking Japanese, is to impose myself as a foreigner. Mm -hmm. That was my way of survival. Gotcha. Because and if you're too Japanese, you cannot. Gotcha. They yeah. will never accept you anyway. No matter what you do, then always going to find something wrong. You will never be a Japanese. So then it's better to be a foreigner, keep your identity. Yes. This is what I learned with throughout my experience. And I agree 120%. I, I've embraced being the foreigner out yes. here in Japan. You know, yeah. I love it, actually. Yes. So. That, that is uh, keeping the identity as well is important. Yeah. So... You know, your husband was very supportive of yes. you. And um, what did he do to, like, show you that he appreciates you? Oh, well, you know, he's very Japanese in this sense. You know, mm. although he's modern and many things, like not wearing the kimono. Mm. People do not show 
appreciation uh, directly. Yes. You need to feel it. You need to understand it through actions, you know. Uh, like he will, for instance, like already not telling me not to wear kimono, and so it was a big encouragement. He didn't give me any pressure. And nowadays, he loves to make me juice, to keep me healthy. <laughs> That's his way of showing affection. Because for Japanese, he told me, showing feeling is a weakness. Ah. Did you hear this? I don't think I've heard that before. That's okay. what he told me. Okay. So I kept this in my mind, dealing with a big artist. And no matter how big artist he is, there's always insecurities. Hmm. This is the artist's You know, the biggest artists have all insecurities. Yes. And how to deal with this is, was the difficulty for me as a wife. And I had to follow the wisdom of Japanese, accepting what you cannot change. But that what really was hard for me was this gotcha. point. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to thank you yeah. for uh, sharing your story with me. Oh, and <laughs> I want to encourage everyone listening to... Check out the book. Uh, oh. Right now, it's only in Japanese, but yeah. it will hopefully be available in English soon or uh, this year. Yes, maybe, I hope maybe. so. Yeah. I received many compliments that I want to see now, now more, and I'm really pleased about this. Yeah, I so. definitely want to see it now. I definitely <laughs> oh, want to see it now. You'll be liking it now, right? Yes. Oh, well, I will, I will invite you for sure. <laughs> All right, all right. Thank you for joining yeah. me, Madeline. Um, Thank you. Any last words? Uh, well, um, I just um, do not want to discourage people uh, being a foreigner in this tradition. No, I mean, I didn't want to feel very negative. I really want to keep, I really had this beautiful life uh, with all this um, collaboration and challenges, and that made me stronger. And I hope it's the same for them. When you have challenge, do not give up. Find your way and keep on. Yes, on. and you you have an amazing story, and uh, you know, and yeah, I hope I hope women are inspired listening to this, and, or anyone for that matter, right? They're just, yeah, there, there's always going to be hard times, and yeah, we just have to no, get through them. Yeah, nowadays everyone's having a hard time finding their way in this competitive world. So it's very important to find what they enjoy the most, their passion. Their yeah, sense. find the beauty in in life, you know. Yeah. And Be positive. Be positive. That's the most important and appreciating of what you have. <laughs> exactly. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank welcome. Thank you. I enjoy talking to you. All right. That concludes episode 77 from Tokyo. It's the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. See you next episode. Hey, this is Cliff of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. Thanks for listening. We appreciate you. If you like the show, follow us on Instagram or Twitter, and you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. If you would like to leave a comment or ask a question, shoot us an email at rumptokyo at gmail.com. R-U-M-P Tokyo at gmail.com. See you next episode.